Hello and welcome to the ETOF21 Sports Podcast for December 8th. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF21 Sports. We have an absolutely loaded episode for you today. I'll talk a little NBA. I'll also look back at the Thursday night football game, talk some DFS and David Better DP21. Him and I will have our NFL bets for week 14. Always the ETOF21 Sports Show is live. Every single Tuesday, Wade from Wade's Bets was last week's guest. Make sure to check that out if you missed it. Next week, my boy O'Kane's going to be coming on. That's going to be live, like I said, on Tuesday. Can you guys believe it? We're already starting week 14 of the NFL season. This season is absolutely flying by. And football's going to be over sooner than we know it, sadly. Not really looking forward to that. So we got to make sure we enjoy these last couple of weeks. I made the statement, a lot of people were talking shit to me, got off to a slow start in the NFL, public favorites were winning, anyone that listens to me knows me, knows I'm not a public better, knows I don't like laying points, knows I like taking the dog, well guess what boys, Uncle Rico is killing it in the NFL, hopefully you guys have been riding along, player props 60%, 30-19 so far into the year, and I'm trucking, trucking, trucking along, and we're in the green, and that's what it all matters. But before we get into all that, all the NFL betting, we need to talk about this NBA in-season tournament. I had the pleasure of going on the I Need It Sports podcast last night, their live stream for the game between the Pelicans and the Lakers. We talked the fourth quarter, talks to NBA. Make sure to check that out. In terms of the NBA here and the in-season tournament, pretty good. I think the main thing the NBA could do Give the team that won it, give them a 20% increase in the salary camp. I think that would incentivize teams a little bit more. I like the payment out. But at the end of the day, when there's these guys that are multi-millionaires, 500K really do anything for a team that's a little bit younger, a little bit lower on the salary cap. Yeah, that 500K makes a difference. But for the quote-unquote superstar players, AD, LeBron, this 500K really doesn't matter. Totally disappointed from the performance of the Pelicans. I, I thought... B.I. and Zion. I thought this was the game where we could finally see him step up, win something, be in a position. But in fact, the team that actually did it was the the Pacers. The Pacers were the team that stepped up, made some plays, knocked out the Milwaukee Bucks. Now they go and they play the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm probably going to be on the Pacers. I think that the Lakers are due for some shot regression. Worst team in the league making threes, makes 16 threes in a game, and you're telling me they're not going to regress to the norm? Are they going to be able to score enough points? to keep up with the Indiana Pacers. I don't think they will. I think the Pacers have enough points to keep that number within four and a half. I'll probably wait. I think we'll get up to five. But yeah, those are some quick NBA thoughts. Definitely like what I saw from the in-season tournament. And it's going to be interesting. In five years from now, how are people going to look at this in-season tournament? What are people going to think about it? How are they going to look about at it? What is it going to be perceived as? Really interested moving forward. Some good stuff is happening in the association and I really like to see that. Now in terms of last night's wonderful Thursday night football game, whoo, we hit the Patriots plus the six and we had the Deontay Johnson over on that last play of the game. Props to my boy Trubisky for finding him and this is my thing. It was kind of funny to me. I saw a lot of people hyping up um, what's-his-face. 
George Pickens. Here's the thing. George Pickens entering that game in the four starts that Mitch Trubisky had, had seven. Seven receptions. That's it in the four starts. And people are hyping up Pickens like he was going to have this huge game. Sportsline, the CBS thing that they use, their AI model said 99 yards. What fucking AI are you fucking using? Like, literally, I like AI. I use chat GPT sometimes. But anyone that had George Pickens over doesn't look at anything and just completely misses the boat. Honestly, I don't mean to be a dick. Someone was listening to this that had George Pickens overs and I'm coming off the wrong way to you. I apologize. But if you looked at the data and saw his production versus Deontay Johnson's production, there is no world where you're thinking George Pickens is going over his total last night. No world. And if you bet it, it's a bad bet. Oh, dude, five for 19. That's the best. That is the best game he's ever had. And people are bitching about him not going over. Wow. Um, wow. That speaks a lot to the current state of people not knowing what a bad beat is. In terms of the game for the Patriots, look, it was easy. You rode Ezekiel Elliott. Zappy compete like 28 passes. Targeted on Juju. Finally looked like Juju was the guy. Derek Henry, not excuse me, Hunter Henry had an absolute phenomenal game. 40 for two tutties. Uh, I really like what I saw from the Patriots. And it's basically just going to be cut and dry simple. Lean on the run game. Force, uh, have Zappy make a couple throws. And you're going to be in a position to win. I know people are going to put this game a lot on Mitch Trubitsky. But... The Steelers weren't that good to begin with. Steelers bluffed their way to a couple wins. They're one of the luckiest. They were, per some luck rankings, the luckiest team in the NFL, and everyone was jockeying. Sullivan, they only had four yards per play. Four yards per play, three of 14 on third down. That is absolutely just not going to cut it in this day age in the NFL, only 4.8 yards per pass. They weren't doing anything down the field. And I have news for you guys, those that are blaming not having Kenny Pickett. If they had Kenny Pickett, I don't think it would be much better. Kenny Pickett is not that guy. Uh, rushing attempt, only 2.9 yards per rush on 20 attempts for 82 yards. They have major offensive line issues. They have question marks at the quarterback position and you have George Pickens who's always a, already a prima donna upset with what's going on and when he's the number two wide receiver there's some serious issues going on with Pittsburgh a team I'm going to be looking to fade anytime they're a favorite and it requires them to win with margin I'm going to be looking to fade this team I don't think they're that good and should ever be a favorite in any game in the NFL, Patriots finally got some luck to break their way. They're playing elite-level defense without their best two defenders. This team, I know a lot of people are saying, well, they should get rid of Belichick. Really? If they get rid of Belichick, I really don't think. I think that's going to set them back. They're going to be in a great position to get a quarterback, have it be Drake May, Caleb Williams, Bo Nix, um, Penix. I think they just need to draft a young quarterback, start over, get that rookie contract going, and then build from there. You have, and obviously get a wide receiver because they definitely need a wide receiver. One thing the NFL has shown us 
you need a playmaking wide receiver, at least one, two is even better to pair with these quarterbacks. You look what Minshew is doing in the Colts. That's because of the wide receivers of Pittman and Downs. He's able to do that. Their coach, Shane Sharkin, is able to put him in a position to succeed with those wide receivers. So those are my thoughts of the Monday night game. Now let's shift our attention over to some fantasy football. We are going to talk some DFS, and I will answer your start sick questions. As everyone knows, I'm going to give you three guys to build around. One defense, no, sorry, one quarterback, one running back, and one wide receiver. Let's start off at the running back position. I know a lot of people are going to look to go to Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, but I'm going to Justin Fields at 6,800. He scored 24 DK points last time versus Lions two weeks ago. Lions give up the most rushing yards per game to opposing running backs. He ran for over 100 yards last time they played a couple weeks ago. Plus, could have some weather issues in Soldier Field. That is going to lead to more running opportunity for Justin Fields. Lions do have some defensive line issues. That is going to make life easier for Fields, especially to move around the pocket, get those yards. We can get some bonus points with his production on the field. Also, the rushing touchdown upside. He's averaged 21.3 fantasy points per game his last two. So I absolutely love Justin Fields. Justin Fields is going to be in our quarterback position. The next one we are going to at the running back position, we are going Alvin Kamara. Panthers give up the third most DK points a game to opposing running backs. Last three games, Kamara is averaging 20.8 drafting points per game. The last four games lead running backs against the Panthers. 19.6, 20.6, 18, 17.2. That's 18.25 points per game, especially with the PPR format that DraftKings does. This is the absolute positive matchup for Alvin Kamara. I'm going to put Alvin Kamara in as of right now. That's the key word, as of right right now if Jameis Winston plays I'm going to tinker here and I'm going to go with a different running back but at the time we have to record this it's looking like Derek Carr is going to play they're saying he's a Sunday game time decision I'm going to think he's going to be giving it a go because of that we are not going to go with Chris Olave but if Crystal if Jameis Winston does play Chris Olave is a hammer in the wide receiver position but as of right now, we're going to go with Alvin Kamara. And the wide receiver position, look, we're going to pay down here. We're going to go to Drake London. Good pay down option that will open stuff up for you guys to put in some higher expensive players later on. The Bucks are allowing the third most yards per game to opposing wide receivers, third most draft king points. The last four Bucks wide receiver the last four wide receiver ones that went up against the Bucks 17.8 points per game they've averaged in the last four games. Here are the PFF grades of the starting cornerbacks for the Bucks 72, 95, 107. David and White are extremely banged up. London is a phenomenal paydown option. He leads them in targets, yards, targets per game, a whole nine yards. Plus, Desmond Ritter looks at him for the first three, read 27% of the time. I absolutely love 
Drake London and will be using him as my wide receiver. Next one we're going to go to is we need to answer your fantasy football questions. Start set. Playoff time's right around the corner. Make sure to send me your start sit questions so we can get these on here. Always glad to help. Don't get them to me in time. Just DM me. I'm always willing to give my 50, my 20 cents. Let's go to the running back position. The first question we were asked was Chuba Hubbard or Devin Singletary. Look, Chuba Hubbard's coming off a 25 carry game. Saints are 25th DVOA versus the run. And the Texans are playing the Jets. One of the better defenses in the league. Give me Chuba Hubbard. Next, Joshua Kelly or Miles Sanders. The Broncos give up the most PPR points to opposing running backs. Staley has come out and said with Austin Eckler's strugglers, we're going to look to establish Jonathan, sorry, Joshua Kelly more. Hence, he'll get more touches. Sanders is the clear-cut number two. He's moving back, so I absolutely love Joshua Kelly in this one. Alexander Madison or James Cook. Look, Cook is averaging 17.5 fantasy points per game since they went to Bradley as the OC. Justin Jefferson's coming back, so I really don't know how much production we're going to get from Madison. Give me James Cook. Jordan's Addison or Elijah Moore. Look, like I said before, Jefferson is coming back. This is going to hurt Jordan's Addison production. We don't know what's going on in the quarterback position, but either way, it is going to be Elijah Moore here, especially if it is Joe Flacco. My boy, Jonathan Mingo, Robert Woods. Mingo has established himself, I feel, as the number one wide receiver in Carolina. I think that trend is going to continue to close the season. We saw him ball out last week. Jets give up the least amount of yards to opposing wide receivers. So because of that, we're going to Jonathan Mingo. Whew, that is it for the fantasy football segment. As always, if you have any questions, let me know. Or if Jameis Winston is playing, make sure to check me out on NFL Betting Blitz, and I will alter the lineup there. Now let's shift our attention over to some betting and welcome David, a.k.a. Better DP 21 We have reached the part of the podcast where we are talking some NFL betting, and who better to come on than David, a.k.a. Better DP 21 David, how are you doing today, my man? Good, brother. Just wish uh, Denver would warm up a little bit again. I had, uh, you know, was able to cruise at the top down the last few days. Now it's snowing today. That's just Denver bipolar weather for you. See, dude, I love the snow, man. You know, I got my Christmas lights up everywhere. You I know, I got to do that. I got, I got some. Um, you know, this year I am doing the beer run. You know, getting a little okay. sick. There, there'll be a nice little four pack for you in the mail within the next couple couple days you have to look out for that and try some of uh libertyville's finest if you will i'm 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 all about the christmas season man i love the snow i'm not a I'm not i a love guy. it i got a ski pass but you know I, I still enjoyed what we had just you know as maybe maybe the last you know nice weather but denver's like that man we'll, we'll be you know so, uh snowy and then sunny the next day and it'll melt away by the afternoon kind of deal so before we get into the nfl stuff I have to ask you because you're a big Atlanta Braves fan. Yep. How disappointed are you right now with Otane reportedly uh, signing with the Toronto Blue Jays? I saw that. Um, I don't know what to make of that. I mean, I don't. To me, I just don't know if that means he wants to win right now. Like, I don't know what that means for him. 
you know, like, I don't know what, what the, uh, you know, what's, what's the conviction that he had with, with Toronto of all teams. Um, Does he not I, understand how the tax system works? <laughs> I don't know if he cares if he's going to get that much money. Like, but <laughs> I would care, dude. I'm a cheap motherfucker, man. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I would care, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Honestly, I really thought he was going to have like more of a win now mentality with whoever he was going to go to. I just, I just don't see it in Toronto. I just don't. I don't see it. I don't see it. I mean, it would surprise me. Um, I honestly thought he's going to stay on the West Coast. Um, oh, that go too. To, go to the yeah. Giants. Go to the Dodgers. Go to the Yanks. Right. Or go to the Braves. I thought, though, in my mind, those were the four teams. Toronto just kind of seems out of freaking right field. Yeah, I mean, when I heard rumors, I don't know, even a month or two ago about him potentially coming to Atlanta, you know, I was I was like, eh, we'll see. You know, like, I just, I also didn't see him coming east for that reason, right? So I kind of ruled this out, like, way back then. But to hear that he's not even staying, like, in California, potentially, I'm like, now I don't even know what. <laughs> now, like I said, I, I would have only thought he would have gone to a contender. Um, it, it just doesn't make sense to me, especially, I mean, the Braves – Maybe the Dodgers, maybe San Fran. I don't. I don't know if I put San Fran in the same category as those two. But um, when I think about it, like Atlanta at its core has everybody, you know, positioned for up to now to like basically twenty thirty. I mean, lockdown in contracts. So like he knows he would at least have a run at it. You know, maybe one, maybe two times, um, knowing that they're at least probably going to win the division and you know, set themselves up for the playoffs again, like right away. Yeah, it's just, I think the comment you made, which kind of strikes is, what does this say about him trying to win right now? Yeah. You know, because I think Toronto's kind of, if you're kind of to look teams, teams that can win, teams that are a piece or two away, teams that have no chance. I think he's yeah. a middle, I think Toronto's a middle team. Same. I think they're multiple pieces away. So. I agree. And we need to kind of remember at the end of the day, this is a team. He was on the same team as Mike Trout, and they couldn't do anything. Yeah, I know. It's funny when they were like both play for. What they were they weren't both on Team USA, but I mean, when they were in that uh, playoff pool for USA versus Japan, you know, it's like watching the two stars that are on the same team bring those teams to the finals, you know, and then they show up on the same team in LA and they can't get anything done together. Like one gets hurt after the other, timing, whatever, but. Anyway, um, yeah, I really thought, you know, if he had any shot in Atlanta, it would have been because he would have been, you know, intrigued by having, knowing he'd be with the core set of players that are just staying there. I mean, there's nobody moving from Atlanta. Now, also, big game this weekend. Your boys need to win. How confident are you? And everybody's trying to help us get there. Patriots beat the Steelers last night. Or, or the other, yeah, the other day, and I was just like, you know, that's something we needed. Like, we needed the Steelers to lose. Um, that's one of those things to help us, you know, tick up from, you know, the Bills to tick up from like a 13% chance to make the playoffs to like 17. Now they have to win. They have to, they have to win out. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys get there. I think it'd be fun if you guys get there. I think you guys could be yeah. live. Um, those watching, listening for the first time, how it goes is this. David gives a side, a first half, sorry, gives a first half play. I give a player prop. 
and then we each have a side for the full game we would like. David, you are the guest. You're going to kick us off, my friend. Yeah, perfect. So <clears throat> kind of jumped into it a little bit. We were kind of foreshadowing there, but uh, first half play is going to be the Bills versus the Chiefs. Um, I'm looking at the over 23 and a half total for the first half. So I got it at 23 and a half. My model's projecting this at 30 and a half, basically 31 points for the first half for this game. You know, the way that I look at this game uh, from a numbers perspective, Kansas City's rushing defense is terrible. Um, number 28, DeVoe ranked. Um, Bill's passing defense concurrently, uh, number 22. Um, that's really kind of the Bill's weak spot here. But everybody, you know, across the board otherwise, um, both teams are sitting pretty much top 10 when it comes to both passing offense and rushing offense. So I kind of expect both these teams to kind of run up and down the field a little bit on each other. I think they're looking at it uh, from that perspective as well. Um, I definitely like the edge that we have on this number um, for most first half averages, you know, anything around that 21, 22 mark, this is at 23 and a half. It's a little higher than most of the other games for this weekend outside of the Eagles in Dallas. Um, it's probably the highest uh, total for the first half. But again, this is I, I have this game as the highest projected first half total at 31 points. So definitely find a really good edge here, almost seven points of an edge over the book. And it's definitely something I'm going to play. I like it. I like it a lot. I, I like your boys a lot this, this yeah. week. Um, my crazy thought is, are the Chiefs missing, missing Juju Smith-Schuster more than we they thought they would? We thought they would. They definitely are missing some kind of receiver outside of Kelsey. You know, just because like it, I. It seems like they were going to him. Yeah. When Kelsey was double, they just need someone, and Mahomes trusted them. And I think Rasheed Rice is good for a reason. Mahomes won't throw him the ball enough. I yep. think they're missing Juju more than people realize. Yeah, I mean. You know, you get some staples in there that understand the offense and where to settle down in, in the, you know, in their positions, like if they're playing inside or if they're playing outside. And, you know, he's, he always played inside, settled right down at the at the uh, line to gain, you know, and he always got there for him. So I think he's definitely missing that aspect for himself. My first bet, going back to the well. And it seems like I every what I do. <laughs> Jameer Gibbs, over 27 and a half receiving yards. <laughs> He's gone over this total five games this year. Last time they played the Chicago Bears, six receptions for 59 yards. He's third on the team in targets, averaging 5.4 per game. It's important to remember, though, he's played two less games. Yep. So he third in targets. Hasn't played as many games as other guys, as other teams, excuse me, Bears give up the most receiving yards per game to opposing running backs. Um, there was some weather concerns. I don't think that they'll be here come game time based on the new weather report. And if they are, Lions are still going to have to throw the ball. They're just not going to turn around and hand it off 55 times. Maybe this will be bleeds even more swing passes, more underneath stuff. Two games. I absolutely love this matchup. And we definitely, it cost us a couple weeks ago because we went with Ty Chandler instead of Madison just because of the trends with 
Chandler getting more of the work. It turns out Madison went over it, not Chandler. Here, at least with the Lions, the thing I like is it's cut and dry who the receiving back is, who the rushing back is. Cut and dry Gibbs is the guy getting the target. So give me Jameer Gibbs over 27 and a half receiving yards. I just love this bet. I love <laughs> how many times this season we have played this bet and it's just gone off. And and then it's the Bears. I mean, it's always the Bears. That's like the going to the well aspect of I mean, they definitely they haven't really moved the needle at all in terms of their DeVoe ranking, you know, from a passing defense perspective. So I really love this from that passing back. And this is why I like player props because you can find edges that certain teams just can't defend. Yeah. And last year, he could pick that up on one play. Yeah. Two plays tops. Last year, it was the Chiefs. Last year, the Chiefs could not defend the running back in the passing game. So we hammered that. This year, we're just hammering hammering the Lions. Um, And it's just kind of, it's, it's almost right now we're at the point of the year where we can kind of figure out which teams can't do anything like the Titans bucks and um, Titans bucks and commanders can't defend outside wide receivers. So the right away, boom, those guys. So we're at the point right now, data is out there pretty easy to get it. So Jameer gives over the 27 and a half receiving yards side. My friend, what side are you going to? Yeah, aside for the game, I'm looking at the Texans versus the Jets. So I got the Texans minus three and a half. Um, I've I've actually got them winning this game by two scores. So my my projection is actually at minus nine, which means we really just need them to win by a touchdown with the way that Vegas has this um, you know line right now sitting at minus three and a half. Don't buy the hook down. They should definitely cover this as is. That's just my perspective. I, I never try to buy points where I don't have to. But, you know, looking at this as well, you know, Zach Wilson coming back over to the Jets. That man's emotions are all over the place. Um, but the Texans just, you know, overall have a better defense. Um, right now it's very complimentary to the Jets, but they have also the better offense. Um, passing offense for the Houston right now is Stroud, number four. Um you know, passing offense, you know, against the league right now. So really love uh, for Stroud and the team to come out and show out on the road. Um, I love them to cover this number easily. It is like the lowest book line with the highest edge that we have across the entire board for, for the Sunday game. So definitely a six point edge going into this um, and definitely something that I want to take advantage of. Texans are that team. I mean, Shroud's looking pretty good. Uh, I went on a big rant on my podcast, how the Jets are the laughing stock of the NFL. Robert yeah. Sala is the most overrated coach in the NFL. Uh, the reason they're in the position they are is hard knocks. <laughs> I mean, just kind of lay this out. You bring in Nathaniel Hackett only because he's Aaron Rodgers' friend. Sure. Uh, Rodgers goes down, and now you have Zach Wilson, and everyone's like, well, Zach Wilson sucks. Well, I think Kenny Pickett sucks. Steelers are going to do something with him. Browns beat the San Francisco 49ers with P.J. Walker. Right. They picked up Joe Flacco from the streets, and a couple weeks ago were in a position to beat the Los Angeles Rams. Coaching, 
absolutely positively matters. And the Jets just don't have any of it. I think Salah's overrated. I think Nathaniel Hackett is a knucklehead. He's he's clueless. It's just they're in this position because of the team they are. Um, my next bet. And going to the East Coast. I'm taking the Rams at seven and a half over the Baltimore Ravens. Harbaugh as a home favorite, 47% against the number. Three and a half or more, 46%. Six or more, 43%. Lamar Jackson is 41%. ATS is a favorite. Three and a half or more is 37%. Those are the Patrick Mahomes type numbers where he's covering, he's winning, but Anything over three, he's not covering. Um, Ravens, the one thing the Ravens have shown us this year is they get out to these big leads, then they kind of take their foot off the gas, allow teams to get back in them, and actually cost them the game against Cleveland a couple weeks ago. Rams have Aaron Donald. I don't know if the offensive line, which is banged up from the Ravens, yes, I know they're coming off a bye, but they still have some injuries, are able to contain him. Flip side. And I told you the stat off the air kind of blew your mind. Lamar Jackson has 18 total touchdowns this year. Just 18. Kirk Cousins is 18 throwing the ball. And Cousins has been out for multiple weeks now because of that knee injury that short-lined the season. So Lamar's not really not having that good of a season. And we kind of saw as soon as Mark Andrews went out against the Bengals, their offense kind of struggled to move the ball. And we saw the Bengals' defense – isn't that good? Yep. This Rams defense is better. The Rams have Puka. They have Cup. The Ravens struggle defending wide receiver number twos per DVOA. I think Puka is going to have a little uh, have a bounce back game. Look to be good against this defense. Williams is electric. This Rams offense funnels through Kyler Williams. I think they're going to be able to move the ball on the running game against this Ravens. And we need to remember. It is so hard to win in the NFL by more than a touchdown unless you're the San Francisco 49ers the last two years. Um, you ready for this, dude? They yeah. are, in the last two years, they are 71% cover rate on spreads over a touchdown. Oh, wow. That is absurd. Um, I don't know. I just kind of feel seven and a half, seven is too big of a number. I got seven and a hook. This has backdoor ran all over to it, all over it for me. I'll take the Los Angeles Rams plus seven and a half. You know, I really like this a lot. Um, I've got this kind of as a pick them. And right now, so does, so does a lot of the public, right? Like um, right now, the heavy favorite, you know, being Baltimore with that hook, 55% of the money on them, um, which means, you know, it's a pretty 50-50 game. Um, I've actually got this projection as a pick them. So yeah. getting more than a touchdown for the Rams uh, is, is huge in my book. Uh, also, you know, when I was looking at it, you were just talking about their rushing game. They are the number eight rushing offense in the league. The Rams are. Uh, they stack up against the Ravens offensively just the same. Their defense is obviously a little weaker, but it's not saying that they can't move that ball on offense. So I definitely see them, you know, coming out the gate. They just had a really, you know, good game last week, even to your point against Cleveland, right? I mean, you know, they're, they're showing out right now. They're, I would definitely ride that. Uh, I like the seven hook for sure. And I really feel like the issues that the Rams have on defense, the outside covering the deep ball, the Ravens don't do. 
yep. the Ravens can't throw the ball deep. Um, I really feel that the offense of the Ravens roll out there is just with schematically what they want to do, just a little bit better than what Cleveland does. And for the most part, the Rams held the Cleveland Browns in check just because the Cleveland middle of the field run the ball. And that's what the, that's what the Ravens like to do. So hopefully we can get it done. You know, we were two and two last week. Both of us were one and one. Hopefully we can bounce back. David, I'd like to thank you for coming on. Talking a little shop. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media, my friend? Yeah, as always, look for me on Twitter. Uh, you know, look for me on Instagram. Same handle, betterdp21, better with an OR. Make sure to give my boy David a follow. We will talk next week, my friend. Thank you, buddy. That is it for the podcast. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Reminder that ETOF21 Sports Show is live this Tuesday with my boy Okay, Make sure to check that out. I will be live Saturday morning with my boys Chase and Jim talking college basketball and with my boy Gino Sunday morning on the NFL betting blitz. Best of luck if you tell my bets, boys and girls.